Gate 14 podcast. The boys have made it home from the road trip heard around the world. Avery and I have arrived from St. Louis, Missouri. I can't say what the Jays did this weekend was play baseball, but we'll go into that in a little bit. JR, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. I was laughing, loving the content all weekend. A few jabs on uh, me not showing up. A lot of jabs I saw. From I who? think it was on uh, when you guys posted the video, uh, JR stands in the mud. We might have to put out an official statement about me not going. I actually, fi- f- like, I found out, I actually looked into f- flights. I mean, the price was actually through the roof. Like $800 for like a one-way flight. But you're rich though. No, but I mean, I, I'm not spending money like that on a one-way flight to St. Louis. And then I figured out that I had to take care of my dog this weekend, which she just would have been left alone, which would have been <laughs> funny to realize once I was in St. Louis. But but overall, man, love the content. Seems like you guys had a blast. I'm excited to hear more about what the atmosphere was like. It was good. No, it was a good weekend. Um, I am obviously very tired. I didn't sleep a couple nights. Because um, one, I was just sketching out about the hotel we were at. Well, we'll go into that, obviously. That hotel was fucking insane. Like, it, it was... I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Like... Quality in and sweets, send the quality in and sweets to fucking hell. Those piece of shit crumb bum motherfuckers. If they ever think about sponsoring this podcast, I don't want none of their money. That hotel was so greasy. It looks like dude, and I and you could tell, like I could tell they didn't clean it because when we got into the room, there was just a Cheetos bag, empty Cheetos bag, like beside my bed. And I was like, so so no one just took a look at this, huh? But uh yeah, Avery, what was your uh your ex- you slept like a baby. What was your experience like uh, at uh, the Quality Inn and Suites? I usually have no problem sleeping pretty much anywhere. I can just that's fall, true. fall asleep as quick as possible. The bed was actually okay. Like, I had, like, I didn't. The first one we stayed at in Indy, that bed was cement. Like, that shit stunk <laughs> out loud. But it was a good hotel, though. So we sure. sacrificed a clean and nice hotel for a legit bed like shit dump and i've stayed in dumps listen in juco i stayed in dumps but that was a fucking dump i can't it was cheap there was a reason it was cheap and that's why we stayed there it yeah it was it was what it was the tv worked there was bugs in the room the shower turned on that's about it um no, no, I was going to say there was a reason we spent half of the trip at the casino in the sports book instead of at the hotel. Did you? So, no, you knowing JR better than I do, Avery, would JR have complained about the room? Like to like management or like would um, he have like try to brought it up and try to get that shit paid for or free? Yeah, probably. But I would have talked him out of it to like let him know like this place sucks, JR. Like we know it sucks. There's a reason it sucks. So mm-hmm. I would try and kind of middle with JR there on something like that. But uh, he would probably win out, and I'd be like, okay, like if we get it for free, I don't give a fuck. Like that'd be so awesome. What was the actual price tag on this hotel? Um, let me check my credit card statement. I think it was ninety a night, Eve. Canadian. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and DraftKings was significantly better. Three fifty oh. a night. Three fifty a night. Yeah, you're not uh, Canadian. That. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was nightmare fuel. But uh, yeah, no, it was the, the the weird thing about the hotel was is like. This is how you know it's just fucking 
garbage when you go to the front. You know, usually after hours, you have to like to go through the front of the door. You have to put the card in for the doors to open up. There was a loophole. The side door, you didn't need to put your card in. You could just open up the side door and just walk right into the hotel. I mean, it was it was a catastrophe. I mean, the secure it was and the people on top of me and Avery were fucking doing UFC fighting. It was so loud at like 6 a.m. I couldn't believe it, Abe. They were so fucking loud. It was it was outrageous. We were up kind of early. Was that for the game? We were up at like eight. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was nuts how loud it was. Honestly, but it, that's part of the experience. Like if we didn't, actually, I would have been fine if we didn't go to that hotel at all. But then you know things wouldn't happen. So it happened. I don't want to stay there again. I don't want to really go back to St. Louis ever again. But yeah. the stadium, but the stadium was really nice. For sure. Stadium was nice. Let's go into it. So, um, obviously the stadium was, I, I know we were talking, we won't harp on it as much as we did, but it, it it's so nice, man. It's legit. Like in my opinion, I, I would probably say it's a top three in all of baseball top two. I know we were talking about top five, but I don't know what other stadiums compete against that besides maybe Petco park and uh PNC park. That stadium is insane. There's just so much to do there. There's stages everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it's nicer than PNC, the park itself. Um, but PNC just has an awesome background. That's what makes it so cool. And I guess the, the arch in the background, what a useless piece of... Yeah, I'm out on the arch. I, I am. I, I couldn't be more so out on the arch. So it's the gateway to the Midwest, but like you can't go through it. There's a there's a there's the Mississippi River, I'm pretty sure, goes through it. Why don't they put the arch over the river so you, the boats can go... To me, feels like they missed out on something there. Someone but, explain the arch to me like I'm a child. That's that's because what's the point of it? Why do we have it? I guess the CN Tower is kind of pointless too. Now that you think about it, I mean, big. It was the tallest building in the world, I guess. Stuff like that. But there's a lot of useless. I'm out on architecture. Is that crazy to say? I'm. No. I'm. I couldn't be more out on architecture. I no, couldn't. I'm. A, I'm in on architecture when it comes to like a bar scene or a restaurant. Okay. Or stadium, but. For pieces of metal in the middle of uh, big pieces of land, I'm, I'm kind of out on as well. Man, I it was, uh, and I will say this: the reception we got, like from like some J, a pretty decent amount of Jays fans would notice us stuff like that. It's crazy how well the Toronto Blue Jays travel. I mean, there was a, de- I I know it was opening day was a little bit different, but there was a decent amount of Jays fans there in St. Louis, out of all fucking places, man. There was a decent amount of them. Yeah, you know, you don't know how many people live there. There's a couple people we met who went to school kind of around. One guy who just lived there who was wearing a Jays something or other, but that was nice to see. It's a big landmark. Again, it's a nice stadium to go to as well, kind of like a bucket list for people, I think. So it's a nice place to go to. If it was, say, like Tampa, and maybe they wouldn't have traveled as well. But uh, no, that was awesome to see. Let's okay. Let's talk about that Thursday episode. So just so that people have a behind the scenes, because obviously it makes my skin crawl to look back and watch that podcast because JR, did we sound and look as fucked up as we thought we were? So I, I was, I watched it and uh, was that like, actually that was at like 3am. Like, no, we recorded that at like legit one, like 12 o'clock to 1am. Like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You guys looked pretty banged up. Someone actually mentioned to me that they, they watched the episode and, and said that they they they're definitely fucking hammered. Like when you guys <laughs> record, I was like, oh yeah, they were definitely mangled. 
but no, it definitely looked like you guys were. I laughed. I didn't really know what to expect when because it was like the first live one. So I just All like right. laughed when I saw you boys like sitting like you guys were talking and like you guys were streaming but doing a pod it just made me <laughs> chuckle but then i realized I was like how else were they gonna fucking do this <laughs> yeah i wasn't doing a two There's camera no setup or couple t- couple yeah. angles well there yeah. was no the chairs weren't the same size so i i'll be honest with you i look tall as fuck so and i, to me I, for I obviously the took right the chair. comfortable chair so i could kind of of course relax. of course johnny uh oh my god i died of laughter at the whole time, just a little background, we told Johnny the lighting was going to be horrendous. It was good. But Johnny didn't believe us. Your CTV News lighting, like, I, I saw some pictures. It looked like you were in the fucking a cave. It looked like... It, well, it's at it so 7 a.m., Jer. What do you yeah. expect? But They said just... the lighting was... They told him to... He was too bright at times, too. Really? They wanted that, yeah. Maybe the contrast or something. But... Gate 14, man. Did anyone recognize the boys down in St. Louis? Yeah, de- uh, like I said, like we said on the pod, a decent amount. But I wanted to circle back to that fucking in-person podcast. Well, yeah, we, we, had a, we had a meltdown with the audio, Jer. So, so we oh. recorded originally, but honestly, a- JR, I am so happy the first recording didn't get out because I... I don't remember anything. I legit, I don't remember that first recording. And I know we sounded so much more fucked up in that recording where I am so glad those are the lost files. I'm so happy, dude. Yeah, you guys we weren't sound that fucked bad. up. You, you no. guys put together like it made the pod made sense. I But that was an hour after though, JR. Like picture an hour before when I've had like six or seven vodka Red Bulls. JR or Avery's absolutely mangled. I don't know if Avery was as mangled as I was, but Avery was fucked up. The original one, I know for a goddamn fact we were just speaking in circles. So that, and then to make it worse, so after we record, by the way, fuck you both for for saying I was wrong with stuff. There was an echo, so I should have bought the fucking Zoom H three thing that eliminates the echo when you do the. What do you recording. mean there was an echo? There was an echo in me and Avery's mic. So when I had to go back to record the podcast, I had to stay up till 2 a.m. No, that's just, you know why? It's because of your mic, not ours. No, it was, no, it was his and mine. So every single time I talked and he talked, I had to eliminate each other's mics after every single sentence to make sure there was no echo. And you could hear it a little bit in the YouTube because I missed a couple parts. But every single fucking time that we spoke, I had to cut something. And the you dumb motherfuckers no, continue they, to doubt me. To happen. It's not supposed to happen. These are dynamic mics. Clearly not. Clearly fucking not, JR. Dude, that is such a bitch what you had to do. I oh, used to do yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think, JR? No. Stay up till 2 a.m., motherfucker, and edit every single thing, every single time we talk for 40 minutes. What was Drunk. Avery doing? I was asleep. Avery was fucking asleep. No one, no one is a hard, as hard as working as Johnny G. I mean, relax. I woke up at 7 a.m. to fucking edit the thing. That's fine, but I already sunk the clips for you, though. Yeah, then I had to go back and just wait and just wait for this thing to load and load and load on the shitty Wi-Fi. So what a nightmare it was. But it, first in-person podcast. We did. No, it. I, I would say it was a success, honestly, besides the fact that it's our most way, listened to episode and watched episode. Yeah, our most listened to and watched episode in history of Gate 14. It was fucking insane. The reset. I didn't think I thought people were just be like roasting us and stuff. But another thing. So before we recorded JR, 
I like I said, I, I drank so many vodka Red Bulls. I don't recommend doing that if you're a listener you and maybe new to, new to the drinking game. So do you know who we hung out with, Jer? Like the reason you got so I saw those uh the guys from that go on your owner's box streams, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's so... Landon's from from Missouri and we'd kind of been talking to him the whole time and his girlfriend and his parents were there. So we went out after to the bar and just What was that bar? Oh, we got yeah, let's talk about that bar. There is it makes me sick. There is no bar like this in Toronto. That bar is right across the stadium from right it, field or from left field. From yeah, right left field, the there is a, a pretty much there's like there's tables where you could eat and stuff like that and just have a normal day and just watch sports. And then there's like an upstairs where there's like a walk around common area with beer pong tables, a bar in the center, a country bar, a restaurant, and there's just a million TVs everywhere to watch sports and just get after it after a game. It makes me fucking sick. And if you're listening to this and you own a bar in Toronto, hit us up because we will make you the official official post-game bar for the Toronto Blue Jays. We'll get after it after Jays games. We'll bring everyone there. It makes me sick there's no bar like this for the Toronto Blue Jays or Toronto sports in general, JR. The there's only, not one. It, it, was, no, it looked it's, insane. It looked real awesome. sports could do it. I've never been to real sports. But real sports Toronto. is more suit and tie, though. For sure. Yeah. I was just saying a, a space like that. That was a huge open space. And Bally Sports, it's called Bally Sports Live, Jer. And mm-hmm. that's obviously the group that's going bankrupt currently. So uh, we'll see how long they sponsor that space. But yeah, but, they, yeah. they did go bankrupt. I saw that. Dude, Jr. I, I... So Jer, then, yes, it was it was so it was... after the Thursday game because it's kind of late. The, the other two, someone came up to me and like recognized me from the owner's box videos. And said, mm-hmm. what's up? I was like, okay, like, what what should we do tonight? He said, uh, it's an early game, so there's not much to do, really. And he's like, yeah, I kind of cleared out by the end of it as well. So we just went back to the casino as well. And oh. you need to hear what we did last night as well. Johnny, the drunkest person in the world again, at the sports book, yelling at the top of his lungs, oh. just at, he's like, these guys are fucking bums to everyone no, but, who can no, make but a shot. We won't, we won't even talk about that because that doesn't matter. We'll talk about the actual night that happened. So Avery was a little fucking poopy pants boy and didn't want to get after it last night. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'll drink enough for the fucking both of us. So we go to this bar and I we go to that Bally Sports Bar it, and JR, this place was fucking rocking. Was absolutely fucking rocking. And me, I'm like, man, I don't really go out that much. I was like, man, I might as well just get after it here. So in a literal hour time, let's period, not forget that my car is at the casino. I'm driving home. So Johnny, yeah, yelling that at would me. have been like 10 hours after. Ah, okay. Maybe not. Like, yeah. A little, maybe a little bit later, but JRI am like in the mood. Everyone's having a good time. There's a bunch of, I will say this, listen, single Johnny, there's a bunch of rockets at this fucking place. So I go to the bar and not even trolling in like an hour time period. I have six vodka Red Bulls, six vodka oh. Red Bulls. And I, it, they don't really start hitting me for a little bit. And then they hit me like a brick shithouse. By the, when we're Ubering back to the DraftKings and we're just watching March Madness. And then I kind of sobered up a little bit. But I was absolutely shithoused for like the Thursday. I was just on another planet. I didn't. I don't think I slept. But the Friday or like the Saturday, the yes, yesterday night, I was just pumped. And I, I wish Avery was there with me to just kind of go just experience being fucked up. But we'll have that at Jays game this year, all of us three. We'll be able to go out Saturday after a Jays game and get after it. So I guess it's not the worst situation the here. The funniest but... part of the night is the person that we end up sitting beside at the casino was the uh, 
He leads the second all-time NCAA sack leader. <laughs> and he, yeah. and at the end of the night, so this guy like played in the CFL. He was wearing a Montreal Alouettes hoodie. We were talking to him. He was in camp with like the Rams and the Bengals, whatever. And we end up driving us three, me, Johnny, and this guy who's a brick shit house, defensive lineman, in my little car driving him back to his truck stop at the end of the night. And then we go back to the hotel. It was just the people you meet at these things are something that'll uh yeah, never that's what it's all about. It and was those, wild. Can, those cans in the U.S. They got to bring those here, man. They're just so electric. Those, the beer, oh, the beer like with the top, the circle yeah, top. Oh, the, dude, the cans you guys were were drinking out of at the yes, game. They rule, dude. You know the ones that you're. I'm talking. Avery, about. you know yeah. what I'm talking about. The tall They're boys. So the, yeah, the Bud Selects I was drinking. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, they so fucking rule. They got to bring those to Canada. But yeah, no, it was. Uh, at least we had fun because the performance of the last two days, and I will say this for the listeners, we didn't go to today's game. Thank fucking God, because yeah. I would have been miserable. We wanted to record tonight. Big four four game series coming up here. So we wanted to kind of get records and I can just sleep in our own bed and not have to worry about arriving at 5 a.m. local time um, from a 12-hour t- drive pretty yeah, much. Speaking so. about taking care of dogs, my parents are in Nashville. My dog was also here alone. That oh. I had to get back to. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so, that, so that's the thing. So let's go into the game. So... We'll break down the, the 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 Saturday game. One of the most pathetic fucking performances I've seen in a very long period of time. The bats usually when uh, when another team walks ten guys, you usually win that fucking baseball game, right? That was the most Toronto Blue Jays shit I've ever seen. If I'm Kevin Gossman, I'm going to that locker room and beating the fucking brakes off of every single guy that was in that lineup that was behind me defensively. It was just, it was embarrassing. Like the at bats were unserious. Jack Flaherty's walking every single dude with a pulse, and you can't even push forward a run. You can't even get a hit off of him. It was, it was embarrassing. That was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever fucking seen live as a Toronto Blue Jays fan, besides the eight to one loss, obviously. Uh, uh, meltdown, sorry. It was, it was yeah. tough to be there for, for sure. Uh, the weird thing I thought, so belt strikes out three, two, bases loaded, first inning, that kind of, you see him kind of bad body language for a guy who's a vet. Maybe that's his body language all the time, but I thought it was kind of piss poor body language. Obviously he's DH and he doesn't have anywhere to go. Kind of walks off, slouches off. Same thing starts happening again. There's, we have one, two, none out. I think Kiermaier comes up. It's like, yeah, Kiermaier, Kevin Kiermaier has been hitting the ball pretty well, but I thought it was a perfect time to like get some action, bunt the, bunt the ball. I'm not a huge proponent of bunting to score runs all the time, but it's like, hey, Jack Flaherty's fucking out of there. And then we let him off the hook with a, I think it was a fly. I, I don't totally remember the plays, but I know Kevin Kiermaier got out with runners on first and second and no one out as well. I think he flew out to center, actually. Yeah. But it's the, it was something that they talked about creating chaos on the base pass. I think we saw some today with Varsho stealing some bases, but Chapman gets thrown out game one, stealing a base. We don't see much of that at all. Game two kind of goes stale. I know you don't want to help a pitcher out who's really struggling, but I thought we could have created some offense in some different ways that game. It was another thing that really pissed me off with that game. And I know we talked about this on Thursday was just the mismanagement of John Schneider. I mean, you have a runner on second and third and Kevin Biggio is up against a high velocity guy with Alejandro Kirk. You can make the argument. One of the best hitting catchers in baseball, obviously top five, top seven. And you let Kevin Biggio hit. Like, it just the little shit like that. And then another situation, Brandon belts up and you don't pinch hit Alejandro Kirk. You have Kirk, you have Merrifield, you have Espinal all on the bench at that time. 
and you decide to leave it at that and just be and I know he coached Cavan and all that type of stuff, but and he's close with him, but have some fucking balls and pinch hit a guy. It was like Charlie Montoyo reincarnated on Saturday. And I guess you could say yesterday or today as well, but John Schneider has really done fuck all, to be honest. I'm a John Schneider guy, but I, I don't know what he has done positively for this team in the past three days. I know it's still early, but he's make he's making some Charlie Montoyo-esque mistakes, some meltdowns. Well, maybe he was in Charlie's ear the whole time. That's actually I saw I saw that tweet. <laughs> I yeah. saw that tweet. Yeah, you never know that as well. Um, I think there are some classic. What's the point of having a deep bench if you don't use it for any reason, right? Um, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Um, I would never have hit Kevin Biggio there as well, even though he was getting on base. No problem. But that's a step on their throats. Let's get a base hit time. Not let's watch Kevin walk and let the next guy come up, I think. Yeah. Jared, what, yeah. Jared, what did you think of that game Saturday? Being like watching it on TV and stuff like that. Because I know the umpire apparently was pretty bad. We couldn't see that, but. What was uh what was your reaction from that game on Saturday? Yeah, it was just a a like Flaherty looked like he was really bad, and we didn't have a hit, and he had like seven walks and a hit and a hit batter. And, I mean, Belt was up in some huge spots, but like he's he looks horrendous. But like he's barely had any spring abs, and he's a very hot or cold hitter, so um he's got to get sparked up a little bit. But I mean, he was bad <laughs> bad at big spots but just like couldn't like we just couldn't get anything going so it it was tough to watch i mean the offense it's almost sometimes worse when like you're getting walked so much that your big guys just can't even see strikes <laughs> and that's what it felt like it was almost getting to at at a point at the start there like we were we literally had runners in scoring position i think like 80 percent of the innings there with flaherty so it was frustrating, and then, I mean, but what are you what are you gonna do? I mean, you're gonna have games where the where the bats aren't working, but there's definitely a couple guys that need to start going, and one guy specifically is Belt right now for sure. I just don't understand the he was. I know obviously he's older, but the 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 I'm too good for spring training cut type of attitude. Mm-hmm. And then you come into regular season, you couldn't hit the fucking side of a barn. He was that ninety went right by him. Like multiple times, like, like a cock like, shot, ninety two. Like it yeah. was a legit cock shot. Like just, bucket. I'm just throwing this to throw this in the strike zone because I can't throw a strike. And Avery posed the question: Is Brandon Belt is Brandon Belt on terrorist watch? Avery, where do you stand with this? Is yeah, Brandon see, Belt on terrorist watch? Um, if he was going to strike out a third time, we had a graphic made, but luckily he didn't do that a third time. Yeah, it's just every big spot he doesn't seem. So we'll let him off the hook for now. Um, yeah, it seems like he was planted here to just fuck up the team at this point. But I'll I'll give a, I'll give him some time back. I was like, okay. yeah, we'll see. It's just man, I, I... that that game stunk out loud. Kevin Gosman, I thought was really awesome. Again, the Cardinals legitimately could be a top two offense in baseball. And Kevin Gosman carved their ass up, carved yeah. their ass up for a guy who was uh, babbit to death last season. Seemed to happen again. Uh, there was that squib kind of double down the line that. Chapman throws his glove at um, some shitty luck again, shift related positioning related issues that they thought they had cleaned up. I guess, you know, you'll never know where the ball goes every time. I thought he was sharp again. He's our number one guy. It's kind of what we thought. It's not even close in my opinion either, man. I love Manoa, but it's, it's not really close. He's constantly shown up in the big stage and 
Manoa's kind of I'm not gonna start the narrative that he he's not a big game pitcher, but he's kind of shit down his leg more often than Kevin Gosman has mm. in the big game. Yeah. I I think I think he's just our most I think he's gonna be our consistently our best pitcher this year. I like I said, I know everyone's saying Cy Young and all that type of stuff, and I rightfully so. I mean, the guy has been fucking insane. So I love Kevin Gossman. I want Kevin Gossman to be a Blue Jay the rest of his career. I know I say that for a lot of guys, but man, his stuff. And I know Avery, I think Avery, you showed me that pitching ninja stuff of the overlay of his splitter and his fastball. I don't know how people get ahead off him. I really, it's, it's, it look, it's the hardest pitch to hit in baseball, his slide. It, it, it's insane. Yeah, the splitter was good. He had a 50% out of zone swing strike rate on it last year, I believe, which is just great. If you can throw, if you're they're swinging at balls that consistently, that is a very good thing for you. And that and that worked off him throwing so many strikes with his fastball, and him throwing so many strikes with his fastball, I think got him hit a little around last game. Okay, that's and what another, happens. And that's another what thing, and maybe you guys talk me out of this. I think you guys probably will end up doing it. I'm out on Calvin Biggio again. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna get roasted for it. I am so fucking done with Calvin Biggio. That I mean that error he made at first. I know Vladdy has to pick that, I guess, or at second, but he just he can't hit velocity. He might go 0 for 60 with 30 walks, fine. But fuck me, is he just terrible to watch at the plate? He is swings under everything. He is so behind every pitch. He can't hit over 93. I was a Calvin Biggio stand, and then he decided to just stop hitting again in spring training. Maybe I jinxed him. I can't do it anymore. I'm out on Calvin Biggio. I'm sorry. I have to be out on him. I won't I won't take a stance as a pro pro Calvin Biggio guy, but I feel like we do a disservice to those three having them all on the team. Mm-hmm. With Merrifield, Santiago Espinal, Calvin Biggio. How can it, guys get better when they when they're not going to be able to get consistent? Exactly, Espinal not seeing the field to the third game. I could think he's the best player in the world. I could think he's the worst player in the world. Kind of tough for anyone, right? It's just like Dylan Carlson waits to the third game and he has a couple of hits today. It's the Cardinals have too many outfielders. We have too many second basemen. It's it's tough to manage that way because I feel like the Cardinals are a well balanced team in pretty well defined roles. Like, you know, Tommy Edmond, he's going to play shortstop. He's going to hit nine. Brent Donovan's going to play second base. He's going to hit first. And then you can filter it through with Jordan Walker, those other guys, like Alec Burleson playing as well instead of Lars Nupar. But they seem like defined roles. The bottom of our team doesn't seem there yet, which would, you'll get there through throughout the season. But I feel like it is a disservice having all three of these guys on the team at the time. We need two of them and Lucas and Otto Lopez. I think might be well. That might even do a disservice to them, but they're three very similar type players. Yeah, yeah, and man, I mean, fuck, I it just taking at bats from Whit Merrifield. I mean, Whit Merrifield looked pretty decent at the plate. I mean, competitive at bats. I know we're talking Kevin Biggio walked a shit ton, but I, I I'm out. I can't be on the Kevin Biggio train anymore. I have to. I have to put my foot in the sand. He doesn't provide any benefit to the team besides walking and maybe pinch running. Um. Yeah, I, I hopefully I get old takes exposed for this, but I'm out on him. I'm out on him. And the next guy that I want to talk about is I know he made that error to kind of cost the game on Saturday. Man, Matt Chapman's looked really good at the plate this week, boys. I think he's hitting above 500 or above 450 along those lines. I know it's still early, but he's piecing up balls. One thing he said he wanted to work on was hitting balls the other way. He's been doing that. 
Matt, Matt Chapman is not a terrorist. He's a prime minister. He is the prime minister of this team. He looks so fucking good. And I get, I mean, that era was embarrassing at third, something you never see from Matt Chapman. But, man, he's looked good at the plate. So he had, get, he had four hard hit balls today over 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a good game today. Three especially. hits. 500. I was watching the Jays in 30 as soon as I got home before this. Just torching baseballs. Mm-hmm. Not... It's scary if he's hidden well, man. It's it's scary. I feel well, like contract year, Jer. Everyone loves a good contract year. That's for sure. He does. He is uh man, I, I love watching Matty Chopsticks play, dude. He's just he's so special. But um, there's there's a lot of guys like it just seem like they picked off picked up where they left off last season. Mm-hmm. Like Bo smoking yeah, the Bo. ball, Vlad today. Hitting the absolute fuck out of the ball. George as well. still yeah. looking really good. I mean, this team, we look at the box score from today. The Cardinals had an expected batting average of 377. They had 16 <laughs> hits. Yeah. But the Jays were 293 with a 48% hard hit percentage. Like they had a better, they won the hard hit percentage today, which the Cardinals won in the first game. <laughs> like I tweeted out at that guy. But it was just a Chris Bassett disaster class today. Looking back at it, it, so I I watched all every hit that he gave up. It almost looked like they knew what was coming, and they just ambushed him, got right fucking after him right away. I it was the first time I heard Buck talk all season, and he said that um, he said that both of the balls missed right over the middle of the plate when the Brandon Donovan one was like high outside corner, and I was just yeah put my head down. I was like fuck me. Um, so hopefully Buck was good for the people at home. Um. But it was just tough to see Chris Bassett first start. Um, the pitch comp thing that they hadn't really figured out either was weird. Um, and yeah, maybe I would like some help from the dugout calling some pitches. But he said he's never had six pitches hit hard. I thought he had seven pitches. He should be throwing his seventh one the rest of the fucking time as well. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, Avery. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It just, I know, obviously, we didn't get to like physically watch Chris Bassett. I was looking at like the uh, baseball savant uh, a couple hours ago and. And I was looking at his um, just he he every single pitch got hit hard. Like <laughs> he even said it. He was like, I've never had this where all six pitches are getting absolutely torched. Listen, I, I know uh, Jay's Twitter hates when you just react to something because they just say you're overreacting, which fucking pisses me off, which is something that I'll go into in a little bit here. But so Barrios was known to be Mr. Consistent before last year. He comes into last year and just gets absolutely dog walk game one. And that kind of sets the tone for the rest of his season. This is something that might happen to Chris Bassett, man. I mean, he's known as Mr. Consistent. We were talking about in the offseason. He does give up a lot, of, a lot of hard contact as well as a lot of a weak contact. But he got fucking shelled. Like, fucking shelled today. It wasn't even... I don't even, like he didn't even look like he's pitched before. And I know we talk about this weird, oh, he's ramping it up in spring training, ramping us for training. I, stop making fucking excuses for the guy. He's a big league vet. Like that was embarrassing to be a first career star for the Toronto Blue Jays. Obviously, you're hyped up, all that type of stuff, and you just shit down your fucking leg in that game. And I know there's tons of year left stuff like that, but how if he keeps doing this, how many excuses are we gonna make for the guy? It was terrible. JR, what did you see? Um watching that game today because he looked like he had no confidence and i hate the fact that pitchers call their own pitches i will say that as well that's another thing that's just been pissing me off as of late mm-hmm. but um yeah what did you see Why is that? <laughs> yeah the uh 
I mean, it was terrible. I mean, terrible. I mean, every excuse in the book was probably brought out after the game, like the whole pitch clock thing. He's got to get used to it. And I get it. He's a very slow pitcher and calling the games, whatever. I think he made a comment there, but I mean, the baseline is it was just like a start that was just, I mean, maybe he came into the start and thought he was kind of going to walk right over this lineup or he didn't need to prepare as much. I don't know what happened, but that was just, I mean, that's as bad as it can get right there. It literally can't can't get get any better. I don't see this being like uh, what we saw from Barrios last year, which was pretty much almost every start. (laughs) I think it was, it was just, fuck. It was just a terrible way to start the year for him. Okay, let's go. Let's go through some numbers here. Every single pitch spin rate down from last season. Every single pitch except the slider velocity down a significant amount from last season. Zone contact percentage of his pitches. The cutter was the only one with a zone contact percentage under 92%. Every other pitch he had had zone contact of 92% or 100% on every single pitch. So when he was throwing it on the zone and when they were swinging, they were making contact. He wasn't, again, he is a pitch to contact guy, but a 92% zone contact percentage is going to lead to a lot of hits, a lot of balls in play, babbit to death type thing. Swings and misses. He only had four swings and misses on 57 pitches. You're going to get hit hard. For a team that's that good, kind of probably set up for a disaster, and it went probably how it was going to go. I don't see too much. Yeah. I don't see too many like issues with it. He's never given up that many home runs in a game. It was shitty. The one, the Burleson one, was bullshit as well the way that just carried out to left we were there the wind just swirls around inside that thing you have no idea which way the wind kind of is a launch pad it kind of is a launch pad in that aspect yeah Um, it looked like it was blowing out to left sometimes and then we get up to the top and it felt like the wind was blowing into us so that was weird but for me tough one to start off if he was a young pitcher i think it would harm him more than obviously the vet that he is but i think he now gets set up for opening start of the Angels series. Oh, which, God. Which how they hit against the A's could not be great again, but I think it's, <laughs> it, it should be an easier matchup than St. Louis was, right? I agree. I agree. Obviously, St. Louis one of the best in the game. I Just the amount of hard contact he gives up and having to go up against Trout and Otani is, <laughs> is not going to be cool. I, I mean, having to stay up for that, but... Yeah, I mean, before we go into that series, let, let's just, I guess we can fully finally recap this. Who is your winner and loser of this series so far on the on the Toronto Blue Jays? Who's one guy that over over exceeded expectations and who's one guy that kind of just did not look good and just did not impress you? And we're, we're going to obviously take away Chris Bassett. Can't say Chris Bassett, obviously, because that's just like the most easy answer ever. Okay, I'll go Eric Swanson impressed me. Um I don't remember what his Saturday numbers were. I think he gave one earned maybe, but he came into a good spot, pitched okay, or pitched well on opening day, and he pitched well again on Saturday, I thought. So for someone who hadn't seen him pitch in a while, I think he made a very good first impression on the case. What about you, JR? I'll go Bo. I think he's come back. I mean, I I would put Chapman, but we already praised him enough. Uh, But loved, loved the way Bo is, and how he's looking at the plate. I think he like he seriously could 
like I think he's going to be in MVP contention like heavily this year. I think we talked about that before the year, but I love what I see about Bo. So he's my big winner. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good point. And, and my guy that I'm going to go with that impressed me. And I know we talked about this on Friday uh, on the Thursday episode is fucking Jordan Romano, man. I know he didn't pitch that much, but I can't emphasize how important it is. We all played baseball, Avery. We all know how important it is to get a zero when your team can't fucking get a zero. And Jordan Romano kind of bouncing back from obviously the disaster of of that wild card game last year and stuff like that. And him being able to step into a game in the ninth inning and carve up the St. Louis Cardinals and give the, the Jays a win after a roller coaster game. I'm going to have to go with Jordan Romano, man. I feel like that's the, like that's one guy that's going to be heavily relied on, obviously, this year. Jays are going to play in a lot of close games, I, I guess, as you can see. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Jordan Romano. Love that. he. We are die- Like, I was on my deathbed if we didn't get a fucking zero in that game. And you just come in there, first out, most important. It felt like when Jimmy came in, like, walking the first guy is never a good thing, especially with your late guys. So you can't really look for regression if he's just going to get people out like that. So I was I was happy with what Jordy did for sure. And I'll lead awesome off with I'll, I'll lead off with the loser. And I know we've ragged on this a lot. Is John Schneider? I think John Schneider is my loser of this weekend. A lot of weird situations here. I know we talk about Jordan Romano carving on Friday or Thursday's game, but there was one situation, Avery, that we didn't talk about on the Thursday episode where Jordan Romano came into the game against like the weakest hitters on the team when in the eighth inning, when Jimmy Garcia pitched against the best hitters on the team, that's when the Jays kind of folded. In my opinion, I think you kind of flip-flopped that and put Romano in the eighth against the best hitters on the team. You have the off day the next day. Why not make him go potentially four or five outs and kind of hold the best guys in that lineup? Um, and, and obviously another part is not pinch hitting Kirk. Um, Espinal playing the third day, giving Biggio so much playing time. Uh, I guess not, not giving Vigio so much playing time, but just so many like weird little head scratcher things that John Schneider did. I mean, obviously it didn't bite him in the ass today, but Dalton Varsho, who has a way to runs created plus below 50 against lefties, putting Dalton Varsho in the four hole. I, I, I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing. Dalton Varsho was fucking sick today though. Yeah, no, he was really good today. It didn't come to bite him in the ass, maybe, but I'm just maybe saying not based- the defense, but he, yeah, he Dalton Varsho, someone we haven't talked about, he might he might be better than we thought before he can hit the ball hard. He was stealing bases today play. I mean, we did have the one fuck up in the outfield, but that that'll happen into the sun with the wind swirling in there. Dalton Varsha is going to be a very good player for this team. We, if we take out some of the swing and miss Matt Chapman ask us what he's done to the start of the season. He's going to be very good. And they're going to give him every, every opportunity that he could possibly get. So I'm excited to see what he can do this season. Who was your loser of the weekend? Dave? Um, Alec Manoa, probably. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that that makes sense, man. It was kind of disappointing to see from where the wild card was. I'm not worried about him, but you're asking who I think the loser of the weekend is. I'll go. I'll go with Alec Manoa. Jr. What about you? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with what I saw from Belt. I'm kind of. I hope he turns it around here in KC, but I mean, just big spots veteran in the lineup just not getting it done so and i don't think we're gonna see him much we should probably see him in two of the four kc games because we're gonna have boobich and daniel lynch as starters and i doubt with mm-hmm. what we've seen against the lefty today we probably won't see belt as well so and, and, and if i told you last week maybe you would believe me but we have the potential here 
for Yusei Kikuchi on Tuesday to outpitch Alec Manoa and Chris Bassett in the first week of the season. I mean, if I told you that like a month or two months ago, you would say, Johnny, you're fucking brain dead. But Kikuchi, the ball's in his hand. If, if he carves on Tuesday, everyone's saying Kikuchi pitched the best out of all the Blue Jay starters, maybe not better than Gossman, but Kikuchi carved. So I am excited to see that, and I will say this. We will be streaming that. If you think we're not streaming the Kikuchi f- season start, you're brain dead as fuck. And Kikuchi corner lines up for a Saturday against the Rays. I mean, everything. It's everything's just starting to come along for the Gate 14 boys here. But um, let's go into the preview of this uh, upcoming series, can I, boys. Can I say I'm, one more thing? Yeah. Kevin Kiermaier has been a nice addition. I want to say that as well. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's another guy that, that's been a winner. He could definitely, definitely be a winner. I mean just looks fantastic i mean that running play and one thing is like oh my god man we gotta stop comparing this outfield to last year's like i think i saw it like like double digit amount of times i I'm just comparing everything to the old outfield it's like give it up at one point like i was just kind of like look obviously these guys are better like Anyone with a fucking eye knows that George Springer is better than Teo in fucking (laughs) right field. And then they're like, they're like, why are we like, like we're analyzing like plays from last year, like very specific plays. It was driving me nuts. It's like, what are we like? Why? But I mean, it just goes to show that like we expect that this outfield is like the best in the major league. I I think it is the best defensively, 100%, the best defensive outfield. And I know, and just to piggyback what you're saying about Kevin Kiermaier, Avery, the guy went four for nine this weekend. Maybe one of the only guys that had a pulse in the batter's box, like at the bottom of that order. Kevin Kiermaier has been, and I said this to you today. Some of the swings were sorry as fuck that he got hits on, but he did a job. But he he knows that's his job, though. He's not a home run Mm -hmm. guy. He'll never... I mean, he's a guy that's like, he know he said it. He knows his role in the nine hole. I'll hit singles if I have to. I'll just get on base for these big dogs, which is what he did. That's what Kevin Kiermaier is supposed to do. And he's, man, JR, I don't know if, it, if it's like this on TV, but he just looks so goddamn naturally good in that outfield, man. Like, when he catches a baseball, it's just different. When, when, when Kevin Kiermaier catches a baseball, I'm like, this guy can... This guy, in his mind, he thinks he can catch every single ball that's in the center field vicinity, which is something that we've kind of been missing with a little bit of a banged-up George Springer and Teo and all those type of guys, I know, comparing last year. But Kevin Kiermaier, man, that play he made to save a run on for, on Thursday was massive. Um, he's un- unbelievable on the base pass, and uh, fuck do I love Kevin Kiermaier. I want him to play every day. I really do. He's just a, such a little fucking spark plug down there. Yeah, he's a little rat. Be a rat at the bottom of the lineup. They have one in Tommy Edmond, the cards. Yes, thing. yes, yes, Tommy Edmond. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm not. Listen, I and, and I'm not going to overevaluate this series, I guess, man. But I am happy with what I saw from the offense, even today, man. A lot of hard hit balls. Um, Thursday was fucking awesome. Maybe one of the best Jays games I've ever been to. Friday was a meltdown. Obviously, terrible offense, but that happened in baseball. So. I'm not going to discount this offense. I'm still happy with where this team is at, but man, this is, uh, you just, you can't be giving away games like you, like they did today, man. 10 walks was a gift. 
or sorry, Saturday. You have walks. your days messed up so bad. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Saturday. So ten, <laughs> 10 walks was a fucking gift, and you lose that game. That's If that comes back to bite you in the ass, man, it's going to look terrible because you will never get 10 walks in a fucking baseball game again. That might just never happen again. Yep, you're right. But new series, we have a – the Royals are going to win one game of the series. They're, I don't think they won. Not Kikuchi Day, though, right? Hopefully not. Um, but they're they're so due, unfortunately, for a win. Um, but it's a it's a big one for Brios. It's a big one for Kikuchi. The the starting pitching that we thought we were going to be great at hasn't shown up yet. Besides Gossman, literally one out of the three starters. But yeah, I'll sure. go into the pitching matchup. So Jose Brios tomorrow, I guess today when you're listening to this against Brady Singer, you saw Young Kikuchi against Kyle Bubich. Manoa versus Granky. Um, and then Chris Gossman. It, it, did I say Bubich? Babich? Did I say? Uh, I think, I think, or Kyle or something. Whatever. And then uh, April 6th, which I believe is the Thursday, is going to be again, is Kevin Gossman pitching against, I don't know who the number two guy is for the Royals. Um, I think the series is easily winnable, obviously. I mean, the Jays should not be losing series to the fucking poverty Kansas City Royals. And you are right, Abe. They are going to somehow weasel a win in this series. I just hope it's not for, against Barrios or Kikuchi mm-hmm. or Manoa, I guess, or off of any of the pitchers. But <laughs> <laughs> they're going to weasel away a win. I just, uh, it would just absolutely murder me if Barrios gets fucking dog walk tomorrow against the Kansas City Royals. It would murder me. Yeah, that would put me probably into a good depression, most likely. But the Twins are. Looked really good against the uh looked really good against the um the Royals this weekend. But they have guys who don't have hits like all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Casey's MJ Casey's Melendez, like... Bobby Witt, I don't think have hits this season. Mm-hmm. Vinny Pascantino's hitting a hundred. Salvador Perez is hitting three sixty, but then everyone else like this this bottom of the lineup is sorry. Yeah. So. That's a that's a we get to see our, our good friend Jackie Bradley Jr. though. This week. Yeah, yeah, revenge game. I think, I think, uh, I think the Jays take three or four with these. I'm sorry. There's just a. I think there's going to be a firelet under their ass. They kind of got embarrassed this weekend, especially after that Saturday performance where you get. Obviously, yeah, we keep harping on it, but the Saturday performance you get embarrassed. Today you get not embarrassed, embarrassed. Not even in the same stratosphere of just a normal baseball game that you can kind of hang your hat on. Just absolutely, just dog walked. I think I think they spank the Kansas City Royals this week. Spank them. I'm going to say three or four, 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 four and zero oh, along those lines. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, I'll go because it's baseball and I'm ready to be disappointed. I'll go two and two. Oh my god! Every that time be... with this guy, every that time. would be such a disaster, class, Dave. If he went two and two against yeah, the so fucking it's... Royals. I mean, I would. I definitely wouldn't be happy with it, but. Different than hoping for in a prediction, right? <laughs> True. I'm gonna go three out of four. I just what's the game? What's the game That's gonna lose. come to live. Uh Springer leadoff dinger, first <laughs> dinger of the year. <laughs> that the is Jays have home run. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> I mean, today I was watching I was watching them and they were flying out to the track a lot and hitting the balls hard, but the other games it didn't there, well, game two were... is like almost impossible to hit one out because the wind, right? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. It was the wind was nuts and it was cold. 
That was the mm-hmm. easiest under game in baseball history. Yeah, yeah free money, yeah. bro. Free money. But the fact that Jays don't have a home run yet after 27 innings of baseball and one in which you score 10 runs makes me sick to my stomach. Legitimately makes me sick. There's an explosion coming. There's going to be a billion home runs in this series coming up. I think KC is kind of a launch pad, too, if I remember correctly. I think there's a lot like balls. The ball travels there. Let me look at. I can have some leaderboard of park factors here. I, I, I home love run that. wise, Kansas City ranks the third hardest park in baseball to hit home runs at. Okay, John. so it is not a launch pad confirmed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I'm pumped to see it, and uh, I, I I just want to see the Jays just skull fuck someone. Right, I just want to see like last year, like a fifteen to two game where Vladdy goes four for six, Springer goes four for six. Bobashek goes three for six with two nukes. I just want to see a skull fucking Pornhub esque. I have just I, fucking kill him. Okay, I'll have a prediction then. I think we see a Kansas City Royals position player pitch this week. <laughs> wow. But you're wow. predicting a split series over there, eh? Down yeah, there. that's well, wow. one of the wins they're going to skull fuck though. I'm going to say this if the Jays do go three and one, the game they lose is against Zach Granke because they can't figure him out. Okay. That's my prediction. I think Manoa kind of carves, but kind of like a situation like it was on uh, Saturday where Manoa carves, but the Jays just can't figure out Zach Granke. Because Kyle Bubich or whatever the fuck his name is, he's trash. That dude is terrible. If Kikuchi loses to that dude, the Kikuchi clan is just an absolute shambles. I will say that. If they lose to Kyle fucking Bubich, give it Chris. up. Chris. Whatever, dude, his fucking name is, man. I don't care, but... The Royals are in a rebuilding phase. The Jays have no fucking business splitting with that team. No business splitting with the Kansas City Royals. All right? That's just plain and simple. I'll be pissed off if the Jays split this series. I'd rather them lose three. If they lose to Chris Bubich, yeah. Yeah, that's about as bad as it gets. Honestly, I'm looking at some of the numbers from last season. That's fucking, that is really bad. Yeah, he is terrible, man. They should be lighting that fucking dude up. But, um... All right, so I have a couple. I have a hypothetical I talked about with Avery in the car, and I think this will cause a good dis- uh, um, discussion here with the Gate 14 community. JR, you can answer this first. I was thinking about this, and I, I was a little bit harsh here when I said it with Avery, but would you sacrifice a Toronto Blue Jays World Series to miss the playoffs 25 years after? Or would you rather make 15 American League Championship Series out of those 25 years, and never make the World Series? Which one are you preferring? Man, that's tough. Uh, 25 years to your life isn't too much, hey? <laughs> that's my entire I'd probably life. Go, I'd probably go a World Series. I, I mean, it sucks because think about all the... If the other years are, you're saying the miserable, other years, no playoff years, yeah, dude. Uh, versus like 15 years of happiness of being at least a good team and good baseball watching, but heartbreak every year. Think of the Leafs, man. Imagine if the Leafs just continue to do this shit. That's what I'm right? saying. So w- is it worth risking that? Well, the Seattle Mariners literally just did this, did they not? Wasn't I it guess. 20 something seasons? It's oh, easily. It was, it was, but they didn't win a World Series, though. Yeah, but they didn't win a World exactly. Series. Exactly. 
They still went through it. They're fine. Yeah, they're, and they were like there. God's gift for freaking a game they couldn't even score. So what are you writing your sand in, Jr? What are you picking? I'm saying World Series win. It's That's it's true. World Series win and not nothing even close. The Think about it. We talk about the, the happiness World of the World win. Series compared to mm. every season ending in sadness. I Think of the Raptors. Every season of the ended in sadness for my entire fucking life, dude. I'm yeah, used to it. And I've yeah. never 15, 15 American League Championship Series, call me a loser, but you kind of get to at least experience the ride. You get to go there 15 times. You only get to go to the World Series once out of those 25 years, and in those 25 years, you're fucking miserable. Yeah, maybe they're one game out of the playoffs every year. You know, it feels like you're there. If something's your for, I no, I call me a loser, but I'm taking the championship. Yeah, series. you are a loser. I am a loser, but that's, I'm taking. That's the... what's wrong with today. People like you, Johnny. You just want handouts, participation medals. That's the type of guy. I, I wouldn't say the ALCS or participation medal, but I guess like I just don't want to, and just maybe because I'm a content guy, I just don't want to experience doing this podcast with the Toronto Blue Jays being absolutely fucking horrendous. I would that's, be. That's miserable. why this is a hypothetical. This isn't a okay, but I'm just saying though, I know it's hypothetical, but I'm taking 15 ALCSs in 25 years as a dynasty for that over one World Series that I forget about in 20 years that no one on the fucking face of the earth gives a shit about, besides the people that got to live it 20 years ago. I can't do it. I'm surprised you're on that side. I'm surprised. I thought you'd for sure be in the World Series win. I uh, no, I'm I'm a loser, and I like to experience more happiness, qual a uh, quantity over quality. So that that's how I kind of roll with that. So that 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 that's the that's what I'm taking it with. But a couple more things that I wanted to talk about, obviously, is um, where where do you stand, Jr. with uh, like, do you think Brandon Belt is taking that bats away from Alejandro Kirk, and how do you think um? that's going to affect Kirky where he's not going to be DHing as much as he did last year and getting out as many at bats as he got last year. Cause I think it will affect him to be honest. Yeah. I think he just, we just need to play Kirk more. I think this like, like he doesn't need to the sitting Kirk. Like I never really got. And like, like you said, Snyder, not even pinch hitting him. Like that makes no sense to me. Like, I don't think it'll hurt Kirk though. Like, in the long run and belt being i mean belt belt will be good <laughs> like i mean he just needs to get going a little bit i mean the guy it was his first series he's taken barely any ab's but i don't like the managing of like not playing kirk as much i don't know about you guys but i don't love it yeah where do you stand with that Abe? like let kirk cook um mm-hmm. the he's... issue though is it really affects it probably affects uh, Jansen the most because Kirk will catch most of the games if they want to keep Kirk's bat in the lineup. Yeah, it's a good point. But uh, yeah, man, it was just, uh, it was a good weekend, man. A lot of the gate 14 boys are up. Uh, the, the Twitter interactions, spit gate. I mean, the memes that have been, I haven't, I actually, I haven't sent JR the memes that have been made, Dave. Someone screenshotted, shut up, Vlad the Builder. He uh, screenshotted right where I was spitting, like the exact spit time. And it, like the memes were like, Johnny, Johnny is, uh, you're, you're making Johnny so sad. He's, uh, cr- he's crying tears out of his mouth. Or Johnny Junta just spat on your franchise. Like 
it, it's been a good week for content for the boys and it's not it's been stop. awesome the twitter engagement was absurd on opening day did you get like i'm guessing you guys noticed that but <laughs> yeah i mean just everything posted from our account was doing crazy but Abe, you said something about i don't think johnny would be able to go to yankee stadium i don't think it would be he was loud opening I, day i just actually think he'd get there would be a, an altercation we were like we were getting yelled at it wasn't that bad because it was like pussy ass 90 year olds yelling at us but <laughs> like some people don't even wear like like i just like could see it and i'm eyeing out that weekend on the 20th potentially to go i could be down for that i i, I don't cheap... think I, I think i'm walking through the streets of new york untouched dude I just like you think you're I don't six even nine, know eh? I could be I don't even know if I could be beside Johnny. Like that's how no. bad I think it would be. I'm a content machine, and if I have to get punched in the face by Joey from the fucking Bronx, I'll do it. Understand? If that's what if I can sue someone to make them get get the gate 14 boys out of debt, I'll do it if I have to. All hey, right. It could be a actually a strategic side of things. Is it'd be a great vlog. It would be a... we were in the perfect spot game one. We're lo- game two wasn't as many people there and we were kind of up in the middle, but we were in row one of the section and people weren't happy. And you saw people in the background of Johnny's videos, just being dickheads. They can go too. fuck themselves. They're not in the content game. They don't get it. But yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine a lot of pretty decent amount of people were mad with me that day. Uh, but there was the funny thing. And I didn't talk about this on Thursday. Um, you could see one thing that was kind of crazy to me was when me and Avery were celebrating, Jay's stuff there was like a Jay's fan that was like in the section beside us at top that would just kept keep pointing at me and Avery when the Jays would score like just all fired up and then after the game they came down to me and they were like oh my son recognized like my son loves you guys can you get a picture and I was like I thought these guys hated me because they would just at the start they weren't really acknowledging me pointing at them and like fired up then they started to and another funny story which I was I don't think I was that drunk at the game it was like more so long the lines of me being just in the mud and just if someone says something to me, I'll just go them right off the bat. Some old guy comes down to me and he knows we're from Canada and he makes like a funny letter Kenny joke, which is a show that I don't watch. You remember this, Avery? Yeah. He said something to us and I thought he was chirping me and I was like, what the fuck? What? What? And then Avery, what did he say? Do you remember what he said? I don't know the word. I don't really remember the show that well. He's like letter Kenny is like, yeah, like I know it. That's I thought he came down to chirp us and tell us, like, you ever do that shit again or something like that. So I was just in fight mode. I was ready, ready to, to RKO him. him off the fourth deck if he was going to chirp us like that. Yeah, dude. No, it was funny. But uh, St. Louis fans, I was walking through the streets of Missouri untouched. I'll walk through the streets of New York untouched. I don't give a shit. Um, Yankee fans can say what they want. Joey from the Bronx will never be able to go gate 14 nation. I'll just body all those motherfuckers. So I'm not really scared. And uh Hope you guys enjoyed the content this week. The vlog will be coming out. Avery said Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know. I'll I'll get to we'll it. We'll figure tomorrow. it out. Avery will announce it. Avery will announce it. Like you said in the. I don't think Wednesday. we have that many great clips. We'll just have to take a lot from the from the game. But there is some good behind the scenes stuff as well. Yeah, we'll for sure. To. And that the hotel tour will be a good thing to throw in there as well. Because for we sure, it'll probably be. It. So we'll have this episode come out. This is Monday morning. We'll have Kikuchi start live streamed on YouTube going tuesday and i believe we will have probably around dinner time we'll have the st louis vlog go we're live. just fucking churning out content churning 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 out fucking content for the people so stay tuned for that uh let's enjoy this week 
Let's bounce back here. Let's get tomorrow's game, kind of get back on the positive side here. Pray for Barrios. Everyone say a quick prayer for fucking Barrios tomorrow. And uh, as always, man, love you guys. Uh, Let's keep rocking here. We got 159 of my one. Yeah, 159 (laughs) games to go until the season is over. So we got a long ride here, a long journey. Let's go. Gate 14 forever. Love you guys.